Right, so today we have a special guest on the show. We have Darcy McDonald. Welcome to the podcast, Darcy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no worries. So for those who don't know Darcy McDonald, she obviously, first and foremost, she's a fan of rugby league, but she has previously been a cheerleader with the Canterbury Bulldogs and now works at Fox Sports as a journalist, having previously worked for Big League. So we'll kick things off, Darcy. What does rugby league mean to you? Obviously, you've been there, as, as we said, as a fan, a cheerleader, a journalist. What does the game mean to you? Uh, Well, it's a really big part of my life. I basically grew up around rugby league. My family are diehard Bulldogs fans. Um, So I would get pulled out of ballet classes on Saturday mornings to get uh, shifted off to watch my brother play footy growing up. And then we'd go straight to, you know, the showground or ANZ Stadium to watch the Bulldogs play. Um, So that's a, it's been a great big part of my life since I was a child. Um, My, my grandfather, he unfortunately passed away when I was in year six, but he basically introduced our family to the Bulldogs. Um, So for me, it's great memories of my grandfather. He was a diehard Bulldogs fan as well. He was one of the first members um, for, at Belmore. So that's, you know, that it was part of my upbringing. And then, of course, now it's a part of my life um, well and truly almost every day because I work in it. Um, and even beforehand when I was cheerleading, um, that was my childhood dream to become a Bulldogs cheerleader. So, yeah, to be able to live out my childhood dream, it's rugby league has given me a lot. I also met my my boyfriend, my partner through rugby league. We've been together for five years now. So, yeah, rugby league has really, really shaped my life in more ways than I can even explain. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty, the beauty of it, isn't it? There's just so, so much to do in rugby league. And obviously, you know, as you said, it, it opened up a lot of doors for you, which is which is a great thing, obviously. Yeah, it is. It's, it's honestly um, given me... A lot of a lot of things in my life. I yeah, a lot of opportunities. I mean, like I said, who gets to live out their childhood dream? Um, just you know, it was quite lucky that my childhood dream wasn't to go and you know fly to the moon or something. It was a bit more achievable. Um, but yeah, it's it's given me so many opportunities to um, yeah, be a journalist, be a sports journalist. Um, like I said, meet my partner live out my childhood dream and and work in an industry that I'm actually passionate about. I could think of nothing worse than to be working in something like accounting. No offence to accountants, <laughs> but that would bore me to death. So, yeah, it is. It's really great. No, that's good. That's, that's what I certainly want. So with the cheerleading, obviously, we know you've been – you've said in the past that obviously what cheerleading means to you and obviously I guess in today's environment – certainly seems to be something that either fans aren't a fan of or it's just sort of the current administration, I guess, have toned it down to quite some extent. What did it mean to you to be a cheerleader and and how did it help open up all those doors for you? Yeah, so I've always been a big advocate of this because it really did um, lay the platform for my journalism career. Like I said, growing up as a um, as a rugby league fan, before I really understood the game, I was just a young little dancer that loved performing. So, you know, one of the ways my parents could get me to come to the game and they wouldn't have to, you know, ship, ship me off to a babysitter or something is I loved the cheerleaders. I loved watching them perform and it was a way that I could connect with the Bulldogs um, through through the cheerleaders because I, as a young girl, I didn't really relate to the male players. So, um, yeah, I aspired to become a cheerleader. 
And for me, growing up a dancer and also a fan of rugby league, it gave me an opportunity to incorporate two of my passions. And one of the things um, that dancers and performers will understand in Australia is there's not many options or not many opportunities for dancers to go out and perform professionally. And cheerleading, you know, whether people consider it professional or, or not, um, it's a platform for dancers to be able to perform and, and, and do something with their dance education and their training. So that was a great opportunity. But also for me, after my five years of cheerleading, I knew that I wanted to work in rugby league. I knew I could never be a player. I'm just nowhere near tough enough for that. I didn't wasn't really open to working in administration and, or not yet, at least. Um, but I always enjoyed writing and, and I enjoyed the news cycle. So for me, having being on the ground in cheerleading and learning the ins and outs of a club it opened up my eyes to yeah I could be an NRL journalist and I don't think without cheerleading I really don't think I would have ended up where I am today because I probably wouldn't have gotten an, an insight into how rugby league the world of rugby league and how a club works so I think it's such a major part of the game I I, I can totally understand why some fans might um, be against it. And I, and I probably would say that that might be because they don't uh, get to see, um, I guess, the behind the scenes of cheerleading. I don't think they get to see the hard work and, and, and what attracts young girls um, to wanting to become a cheerleader. They might just see it as a one-dimensional, it's just a girl dancing. Um, but there's so many different why, reasons why um, females and even a few males have started to get into it um, want turn to it and yeah like one of the things are like I said it's a platform for performers to get out there and use their craft something that they've been training um, training in in their whole lives something for NRL fans that um, want to be right up against the action and yeah and, and people that just are diehard fans of their club but I mean who else why wouldn't you want to sit on the sideline and and be paid and your actual job be getting up and cheering on your team it's you know it's a dream come true for so many people and I personally can't see a negative to that I think it's fantastic it's also a great opportunity to get more women involved in the game you know the NRL fans were always calling for more women to be involved in the game so it, it seems quite silly for to me for to advocate for that but then also try and you know take jobs away from cheerleaders because some might deem it not politically correct you know I could go on for years about it really <laughs> well I mean that's it isn't that sort of that's that's a societal thing I mean it's as you said you know the NRL probably for the last or well, five to ten years obviously women in sport and women in NRL has, has been something they've been pushing for and advocating for and we've seen you know whether it's from the tireless efforts of those in right down at, you know, local and community level, right up to the top with, you know, top players. And, you know, we, we, we've had obviously board members and, and former board members that have been female. So it's certainly cheerleading is just one aspect to to help all of that as well without, you know, getting, by, by not getting rid of it to, you know, essentially, as you said, take away one avenue for, for girls and, and, and for women to get involved in sport. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, cheerleaders they know that they're not they know that they're near the bottom of the totem pool and that's you know not a problem they don't get paid much um if they do it for for passion enjoyment what they get out of it like I can I can tell you right now um an hourly rate for a cheerleader 
from with all the work that they do during the week in rehearsals and then turning up to game way before any player is there, their hourly rate would work out to be maybe $10 an hour, even less. Um, so there's definitely no financial gain in it. But it's a, it is, it's a great platform for females to be involved in the game. Um, for those that don't want to play, don't want to work in administration, but I know that some of my, my friends that I did cheerlead with, um, they didn't end up in journalism, but cheerleading opened their eyes to working in administration at a club or, or something like that and wanting to be involved in different areas of, of rugby league because they were able to, yeah, be open open up their eyes to all these options because of cheerleading. So, yeah, I really think it's a, it is a crucial part of the game um, for females at least, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, and that's that's fantastic. And obviously, the more the more women that we can have involved in sport, the better. And obviously, in rugby league. So we'll just go on to the journo side. So obviously, you you've said that you know it, it it was the easiest and best avenue for you to pursue because it was something that you already enjoyed. Sort of what what has your journalism experience been like so far? Having first been a big league and now a Fox Sports, you know, sort of like the people that you've met, the games you've been to, the games you've covered, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. My um, experience so far has been really great. I um, yes, yeah, my first full-time gig was at Big League Magazine, and it was just the perfect platform for a young, new, learning journalist because um, it was learning about print media. I think is so important in for a journalist's career, and with that, um, I got to go to games every single weekend, sit in the media box, interview players. I think the highlight for me at Big League was uh, I got to cover uh, Magic Round last year. So we, we headed up to Brisbane and we covered every single game, which was awesome. And then also the grand final. I mean, there's nothing like going into the winning sheds after a grand final and interviewing a player that's three beers deep and is just on a high. Um, and also last year, oh, might have been the year before actually, um, we went into New South Wales um, sheds after they had won the Origin Series. And I remember interviewing Latrell Mitchell in this corner because it was so noisy. It was the only place I could almost understand what he was saying. And I was stepping over beer cans and everything. And that was a really awesome experience to be a part of as a fan, um, as well as being a journalist. And then um, now that I'm at Fox Sports, it's a little bit of a different pace. Um, we don't really go to games because we're very digital. Um, we have to, everything has to be instant. So we work from in the office when we cover games, which has definitely been a whole new experience as well. I've learned to have to work a lot faster and um, learn how digital media works and, and what type of stories work because it's very different to say big league. Um, big league is more... Uh, you've got a week to organise the magazine and, and those types of stories probably wouldn't get as much traction as what Fox Sports would get. Um, so it's definitely been a big learning learning experience. And um, I've done a little bit of work with Channel 7 as well um, in producing. So that that was a whole nother curveball again because TV is just different all over again. But, yeah, all in all, like my my experience in, in rugby league journalism has been really great. I, I don't think I've ever had a negative experience. Everyone's awesome, supportive, lovely, and above all, everyone is a fan. So we all kind of, um, yeah, we rally together and, and you might have a different opinion or you might support different teams, um, but everyone supports the game. So, yeah, it's been great. 
Well, that's great. You know, certainly, I'm sure I speak for Tom as well. You know, we're both happy to sort of just see how how things have gone for you, obviously, and and, and that, you know, you're doing something that you love. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it is, it's a, it's a cool job. And I know many, many, many people um, probably would would kill to have a job in rugby league media. So I I count my blessings every single day. (laughs) All right, Tom, do you want to do the questions? Yeah, all right. So uh, this is a new segment we're starting this week called The Fast Five. So basically, we're going to give Darcy five uh, rapid-fire questions about how she got into rugby league. We've spoken about that already a little bit, but also um, her opinions on the game at the moment. So we'll start off. Darcy, you spoke about the importance of your family on your rugby league journey, uh, but who was the first person who introduced you to the game of rugby league? That would definitely have to be my my parents, my parents and my grandfather, Um yeah, whether it be taking me to my brother's, my parents taking me to my brother's game or um, my grandfather and dragging us all to a Bulldogs game. Yeah. Did you have a favourite player growing up? Um, yeah, I loved Matt Utai when I was uh, in school. And then as I grew a little older and Matt Utai moved on, um, I loved Josh Morris. Then it went to James Graham. And, um, yeah, it's always been a Bulldogs player. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Your favourite stadium to watch footy, past or present? Oof, um, I have to say Belmore Oval. <laughs> I mean, Belmore Sports Ground, I mean, that's not really – there's not often games there, but when they are and when it's packed, it's electric. Spoken like a true patriotic Bulldog supporter there. <laughs> yeah. um, have you got one game of rugby league that you'll never forget? Yeah, definitely the 2004 grand final when the Bulldogs won. I was 11 years old. I I still remember the day. It was a week before I turned 12. And I remember sitting there and the roosters were in front and I had a packet of Starburst lollies. And every time I ate a lolly, something good happened, like as if the Bulldogs made a good tackle or the roosters knocked on or the Bulldogs got a penalty. So I kid you not, I ate that bag of lollies so quick. I felt so sick but I feel like I really had a hand in them winning. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, and finally, obviously the Bulldogs struggling a little bit at the moment, but if you could take any player out of their current NRL team and put them into the Bulldogs, who would it be? Oh, I think it would be Luke Carey. I think the Bulldogs are really struggling in the halves at the moment, and I think they need a really confident playmaker. And Luke is always on his game. He's incredibly competitive, and I think that's exactly what they need. All right, no worries. Thank you very much for that, Darcy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. As you know, certainly we'll we'll look look forward to keeping tabs on on what you write at Fox, and yeah, best of luck with all of it. Thank you, guys. So we'll end it there. Thanks once again for listening to another episode of Take the Two. Certainly, there was a lot to dissect and. Let's hope we have as good as good a round of games as we did in round three.